Hi, I'm Pete Fairley, Vice President of Communications and Special Assistant to the President at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and I'm on the LC and Jack radio show. are listening to the LC and Jack radio show live from New York and now here are your hosts LC and Jack Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the LC and Jack Radio Show with uh, your boys, the LC and the bread man holding it down. Give us a shout here in the studio. You can reach us at Erico 347-843-4738. Up close and personal, Urban Talk Radio. Well, we thank you for joining us for another edition of the show. Uh, as promised, we have a great guest. We'll get into that shortly. But um, make sure you hit us up. Of course, you can get us on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. It uh, goes on and on. So uh, make sure you reach out to us, even if you want to drop us an email at lcandjack at gmail.com. What is the word there, Brad? Summertime, 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 baby. That's it. Yes, it is. The heat is finally here. So uh, for all of those in the Northeast, uh, we're based here out of New York City. The heat is here, and it's heat. It's 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 pretty hot. I guess I'm not going to complain because uh, you know it'll be winter soon enough, and uh, it'll be cold. But so we'll enjoy the heat while we have it. Get a chance to dip in the pool and uh, enjoy this summer time with our family and friends. So. It's just a fabulous time. You know, be you know, with this thankful to see another day. Can't take that for granted. And you know, just uh, great to be here doing another show with you, there, Brad, the Bread Man. Yes, sir. So, yep, yep. So, without further ado, there, Brad, our guest is on the line and, and waiting. So, our guest this week, Brad, is Mr. Pete Feely. He is the VP of Communications and the special assistant to the man in charge, which is uh, Mr. David Baker, for the um, Football Hall of Fame. So we're so honored uh, to have on the show Mr. Pete Feely. Hello, Pete. How are you? I am doing just great, and it's my honor to be on this show because it is a great day here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It is. Could you tell us, before we jump into all the festivities, and, you know, we had the, um, I mean, you spoke uh, offline earlier, and we had an opportunity uh, to have uh, the former president, uh, Stephen Perry, on last year, and uh, we had a tremendous, tremendous response from our listeners. Uh, so, we, so we appreciate you kind of jumping in for the new president, uh, Mr. David Baker, 
to kind of talk a little bit about um, what's happening at the Hall of Fame this year and the 2014 class. But uh, before we get into that, could you tell us, uh, Pete, a little bit about your role with the organization? Sure. Well, first I should point out that uh, Steve Perry did a tremendous job in leading the Hall of Fame for nearly eight years, and uh, he, he had a very distinguished career in business and government and, and wrapped it up here at the Hall of Fame. So it's a beautiful summer day here in Canton, Ohio, and I'm sure he is out enjoying a golf course somewhere. And uh, rightfully, or uh, certainly, uh, he deserves to be doing that. And we have a new leader, as you mentioned, David Baker, our new president, who took over in January. And uh, he got a, a rude welcoming to a rude welcoming to Canton, Ohio, because he moved from Orange County, California. Mm-hmm. And on January 6th, he reported for work here in Canton, Ohio, in one of the coldest days in the city's history. It was 11 below zero, and that's without wind chill. But, hey, things are warming wow. up here, and it is, uh, it's just, uh, as I said, every day is a great day at the Hall of Fame. And my role here is, is to really uh, communicate what we think is a very important mission, and clearly stated the mission of the Pro Football Hall of Fame is to honor the heroes of the game, preserve its history, promote its values, and celebrate excellence everywhere. And that's what the entire team here is dedicated to doing, because we just think it's not only a great sport, but we think that the very values that provide excellence on the football field, and that's what we'll be honoring here in in the very near future with our enshrinement and game, but we think those values that are learned on the football field apply to everything in life, whether Mm -hmm. it be whatever profession, the arts, the academics, uh, journalism, whatever, you name it, but you know the, the, those very traits such as dedication, teamwork, perseverance, integrity, and respect, those are all things that we are promoting here in the hall, and, and we use some of the greatest men ever to step on a football field to, to kind of leverage those very values and not only learn a little bit about what made them great football players, but Hall of Fame people as well. Definitely, and, and I believe... The, it's such a, and, and you were so dramatic and, and right on point to your description of the hall. And I think it's what's it's about 300 or just under 300 uh, uh, entrinees. That uh, yeah. Well, in. before we get to that number, let me uh, take you back to 1920, and mm-hmm. the National Football League was founded here in Canton, Ohio, almost 100 years ago. And since wow. that time, there have been 100 million people who have played the sport of football on some level, 22 million who played at the college level, and since the NFL was founded in 1920 here in Canton, there have only been 27,000 men who have been paid to play, coach, administer, or officiate it. And in the hall, including the new seven members of the class of 2014, there are only 287 Hall of Famers, 164 are living, and right now, 108 who will be here for Hall of Fame weekend. It is just a uh, is a spectacular celebration of a great sport. Yes, it is, and I tell you, we got so charged up last year, myself and Brett, that, uh, like I said, we're trying to get out uh, to actually do this live. This interview would have been, um, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do that next year, um, but... Um, it's just fantastic the amount of work that you guys put in, and, and, and it shows 
because uh, unfortunately not being able to be there, but seeing this on TV, and I know you guys have a lot of other events that lead up to the enshrinement, but seeing how well put together everything is, uh, knowing some people myself personally that went to the Hall of Fame out there, just raved about it. So I like to commend you, uh, your staff, the president on down for, for a fabulous job, and I'm sure um, I'll be telling you that next year in person uh, because I'll have a chance to, you know, witness it firsthand. Well, we, so. we thank you very much for that compliment. It is something that this community community takes very seriously. It's a uh, Canton, Ohio is uh, if you take the the, the entire region is about three hundred and thirty thousand people, but it is a it is a uh, community that's very tight knit. Includes thousands of volunteers, some who take a week's vacation, two weeks vacation to just help out to to put Canton in the limelight because it kicks off the NFL season. And and I, if you guys are like me, I am chomping at the bit for another NFL season to kick off, and that's one of the special times that this Hall of Fame weekend represents. And this year is just a terrific class being enshrined, and we uh, describe them as a class of character and that is singular it's not a class of characters but a class of character meaning uh that these guys represent those very values that i was just talking about that have really made them outstanding people outside off the football field after their um hall of fame careers that includes linebacker Derek brooks the first pure punter to make it to canton ray guy Claude Humphrey, a great defensive end from the 60s, 70s, and spanned into the early 80s. Walter Jones, a tackle from the Seattle Seahawks. Wide receiver Andre Reed. And uh, we expect a lot of Buffalo Bills fans making that three-and-a-half-hour trek down to Canton to take in the weekend. Then you have Michael Strahan, the great defensive end of the New Mm -hmm. York Giants. We're expecting a lot of Giants fans jumping on that nonstop flight from LaGuardia to Canton-Akron and uh, not only see Michael get enshrined, but see his Giants take on the Bills in the Hall of Fame game. And then Aeneas Williams, who starred for the Arizona Cardinals before finishing up with the St. Louis Rams. And it is just a terrific class. And then to, to wrap it all up with the Hall of Fame game, that means the season has started. And it's an exciting time, really. You know, the Hall of Fame game, it's kind of a unique game. It's a it's a preseason game, but it kicks off the season. It's kind of the the start of another season. All the hope of of all the fans thinking you know it's a clean slate. Everybody's got a zero zero record. But what makes this <laughs> game great? You know what makes this game really great is almost the venue. You know, a Pro Football Hall of Fame field. It holds uh, twenty two thousand three hundred sixty four, and it you know there's not a bad seat in it. And it is kind of fun to watch an NFL game take place inside a high school venue and then what is also kind of unique is that it's the start of a career for many many rookies you know this year you have Odell Beckham from the Giants you have Sammy Watkins from the Bills and so you have two pretty high profile wide receivers seeing their first NFL action and then it kind of gives us from a historical perspective I asked our research team to kind of take a look at what other players made famous debuts and there's been a few Hall of Famers such as Jack Youngblood, John Hanna, Dave Wilcox, Chris Hamburger, who all played their very first game in Canton, Ohio and then their their careers came full circle and they ended up being enshrined here. There's been several other pretty famous guys like Tom Brady took his first NFL snap at Hall of Fame Field. You had Marvin Harrison, uh, just a, a long line of some pretty spectacular 
um, players who played their first game here. So you never know that dream of making it to Canton could very well start in Canton for some of these rookies playing in the Hall of Fame game this year. Wow, that was some history that you just hit us with. Yeah, I, I tell you, Brady didn't, and a lot of that didn't even know. Because Brady, yeah, because Brady, you know, will be, you guys will be enshrining him uh, sometime when his career is all over. Yeah, it's one of the great things of working in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, I can't tell you my home phone number, but I can sure tell you a lot about football. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm a big Cowboy fan, and, and my partner is—I uh, don't know how he gets to be St. Louis, uh, St. Louis Rams fan. So, well, last tell year I, I told Steve to you know to tell Jerry, you know, let's 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 get it going. It's been a minute for us, and. And Brad hasn't been that long for you, you know. The Rams uh, doing their thing, so yeah. You just like I said, it's a you know everyone's record right now is zero zero, and it's uh, seeing all the teams getting back into camp. In this case, the Bills and Giants getting a little early jump so they can be here to to kick off the season from Canton. Just makes it it's an exciting time of year, and that's really what Hall of Fame weekend's about. Is really what the Hall of Fame's all about. Is just celebrating this game and. When the season starts here all fresh, it's just a, a real excitement in the air. Did you have something, Brett? No, I just he uh, mentioned some of the Rams uh, players. Yeah, you know, that, that's to me. So I'm happy about that. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, Aeneas Williams had a you know certainly had a great career with the Cardinals, and then was able to at least make it to the Super Bowl with the Rams. But there's yeah. you know a perfect example of such a. Uh, uh, a great story to tell. Aeneas Williams is someone who walked on as a uh, in college. He he walked on to the team, I think, in his sophomore or junior year, and uh, then he jumps into the NFL and is uh, one of the greatest corners. Gets to he gets to St. Louis and they ask him to switch to safety, and he continues to play at that high level uh, of uh, perform that high performance level. It's just an incredible tribute to someone like him, and uh, that's something that is great to celebrate is what these guys did on the football field but what's even greater as i mentioned earlier is that we have 108 hall of famers we refer to our our living hall of famers as gold jackets mm-hmm. and uh to have over a hundred of them back here if you want to see one of the greatest moments in sports is either uh come and come see the enshrinement live because it, it's even better than on tv but if you can't make it to canton watching it on nfl network or espn and you see the drama of when these seven individuals get enshrined and so it's just a, a really compelling emotional time and it really humbles them I, I have the great fortune of having maybe one of the best seats in the house at hall of fame field as i'm backstage during the enshrinement and you see how the new class reacts when they start stepping to that podium and they look, and there are hundreds of the greatest legends, and we're just, you know, you can just run down the, the list of them from Jim Kelly, Harry Carson, Lawrence Taylor, uh, James Lofton, Dick Butkus, you know, one name after another after another, Steve Young, Troy Aikman, Jack Youngblood. I mean, the names are just endless, and it is uh, really, if you're a football fan, it gives you chills when you see that stage and you see the sheer critical mass of all of these as I said, what we refer to as gold jackets, the very greatest legends in the history of the sport. No, definitely. They're, they're like gladiators, I call some of these, you know, these guys, because they just, they just bear it. I mean, they're just, these guys are physical sp- specimens. 
and they but, are the best of the best. Uh, you know, I had a friend, uh, unfortunately, I had a chance to play in the pros and and win a Super Bowl ring, and uh, so he's one of the few that was able to do that. So to get to have that happen is rare, but it's even rare to be the best and to be enshrined. So it's uh, it's a great time. I must say, Pete, I think myself and Brett in, in the show hopefully had a big impact on one of your enshrinees this year, which is uh, we spoke to Steve last year, Stephen Perry, in regards to, uh, you know, punters being able to to make it into the hall. And, of course, the name we came up was Ray Guy. So, of course, I saw this year, I saw his name up there, and I said, He's got to get it this year. So I'm so happy for Ray Guy for being an enshrinee, finally. It is a, you know, it's been a long time coming, and that's something that um, most fans don't realize. It's, it's very atypical to be enshrined in your first year, but there's a lot of guys who wait a long time. Andre Reed was a finalist nine mm-hmm. times. You have Lynn Swan, who was a finalist 14 straight years before he got in. And in Ray Guy's case, he's been a finalist, I believe, seven times and been eligible over 20 years. And when the moment comes, it is a very, very special uh, special time for him. I know Ray is very, very excited. And he isn't alone. There are right now, we believe, somewhere around the number of 20, perhaps 25 former NFL punters who are coming to Hall of Fame weekend to honor Ray Guy. So they'll be in the audience as they watch the first pure punter to be enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for him. I used to, you know, back in the day, watch him, and I'm like, wow, this guy was unbelievable when it comes to helping win a game. It, it's Those guys are important, you know, very That's- important to the game. And I, I was like, these guys should be recognized. And um, so, like I said, I'm so happy, and, and they're close knit fraternity, so to speak. Uh, you know, kind of by themselves, we field goal kickers and punters. No one kind of, you know, hangs out with those guys, uh, especially when it's time to, um, you know, jump in the game and make a big punt or, or a big field goal. So um, my hats are off to to all the trinees, but uh, I've been, like I said, pulling for Ray Guy and. Uh, just a class individual. Class individual. That he is, as are all six in this new class. Just a yes. great group, and uh, it will be an exciting time here in Canton, Ohio, as we kick off the 95th season of the National Football League. Can you tell us, Pete, um, I, I know you guys do a lot of other things throughout the year. Of course, this is the event. But can you tell the listeners a little bit about some of the other programs that you guys have? Throughout the years, um, obviously, you know, if they're in Canton, um, we would love yeah, them to Yeah, there's a lot out. of events we do here in Canton. We had a promotion uh, all summer long called 40 Great Days of Summer, and we had a, every day a different type of activity for our guests who came to visit the hall. We also brought in several several Hall of Famers for some, some roundtable discussions, and that went very, very well. But the hall does a lot outside of Canton and will continue mm-hmm. to do more. Uh, we have a lot uh, as far as television programming on NFL Network. Our selection process includes um, several television specials. This year, for the first time, our new class was enshrined or was announced on the NFL Honor Show, and that happened on the night before the Super Bowl. Uh, what happens is we do a, a number of educational programs where we reach out through video conferencing. We have a traveling exhibit 
right now it's in Louisville, Kentucky at the Fraser uh, Fraser Museum. But that traveling exhibit is about 6,000 square feet featuring some of our rarest artifacts and some pretty dynamic video and very interactive and so that travels to the country and we do a number of programs and different events all over the country so if you can't make it to Canton we're going to bring uh, Canton to you so to speak and kind of do the same thing with the new class is mm -hmm. what happens here is on the night before the class of 2014 who again are Derek Brooks, Ray Guy, Claude Humphrey, Walter Jones, Andre Reed, Michael Strahan, and Nias Williams. They will take center stage on the eve before their enshrinement at our Civic Center in, at a dinner that is attended by 4,500 people. And that's where they get their gold jacket, their Hall of Fame wow. gold jacket from their presenter. Mm -hmm. And then on the day of their enshrinement, they unveil their bronze bust which will last, uh, we've been told, will last about 40,000 years. And then what happens during the season, they get their third uh, iconic symbol of being in the Hall of Fame, and that's their Hall of Fame ring. It's a, it's a new ring. It's now manufactured by Kay's Jewelers, and it is a gorgeous ring. Um, lots of people have Super Bowl rings, but not as many have Hall of Fame rings. And we give the Hall of Fame ring in their home stadium. So, for instance, this year... Michael Strahan will be on hand at MetLife Stadium for Giants fans to join in and, and be able to take part in this great honor being bestowed him. And we'll do that at all seven of these Hall of Famers. We'll take them back to their home stadium, and, and they'll get their, their Hall of Fame ring there. And so those are some pretty unique events that we do all across the country. Nice. If you're just joining in, uh, we have Mr. Pete Furley from the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's the Vice President of Communications and Special Assistant to the man in charge, uh, the president of the organization, Mr. David Baker. Pete, uh, yeah, I, I'd love, well, I'd never, obviously I'm way past my prime, make it, make it to be a whole, pro football hall of fame. But I tell you, hey, Brad, I'd love to get a bus made. It's going to last yeah. 40,000 years. That would yeah. be some memory left. <laughs> no. 40,000 years, that's some memory. So you don't have to... You, you, we both being trying. I'm sure Pete would love to get that done too. I mean, oh yeah, I, oh, man. And the bus, they they resemble the player so so closely. Yeah, it's a, it's a very long process. It happens really uh, uh, the day after the Super Bowl, where sculptor meets with the Hall of Famers, actually measures their heads with a caliper, takes all the measurements, takes photos, gets started on the sculpture. The Hall of Famer will then do a sitting to, as it gets more refined. And then mm -hmm. right now, uh, then it gets sent to a foundry, and it'll be showing up here in Canton any day. It gets unveiled, as I mentioned, during the enshrinement ceremony and then placed on permanent display in our Hall of Fame gallery. And that is a very moving experience for fans and guests who come through the Hall of Fame. Is when you turn that corner and you see the Hall of Fame gallery with all those bronze busts, it is something special. Again, we talked earlier in the show about what a unique honor and what a what an exclusive honor it is mm -hmm. to be enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, and our Hall of Fame gallery really, really does tell that message. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, it, it's like I said, you, you, you guys, the team there, does a fabulous job, and uh, like I said, we 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 uh, salute you for, for doing that. And, and like you said, it's a very 